This is ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals, and I'm Dr. Steve Marquardt. Dr. Sandra Scheinbaum is a licensed clinical psychologist specializing in holistic medicine, having 30 years of experience in a field that is new to many of us. It's a pleasure to have you with us today, Dr. Scheinbaum. Can you please give us a little background about your field? Sure. This is a field which has evolved over the years. It's mind-body medicine, which encompasses everything outside of uh, drugs and, and surgery as interventions for medical conditions. And what kind of background do you bring to this? What specialized training or learning have you had? Well, as a health psychologist, I'm first a licensed clinical psychologist, and I've had additional training in mind-body medicine, which is looking at the effects of cognition, emotions on physiology. Actually, it was grandfathered into the field many years ago. I was certified in biofeedback long before the certification process began. So I've been looking at this for for many years, of, and I always say that the physicians who would kick me out of their office of 30 years ago are referring to me today as we get more and more research to validate the effect of mind on physical conditions. What would your patient population be consisting of? Well, I work with patients who have primarily chronic physical conditions and helping to deal with the reactions to those conditions and also helping them, teaching them how the stress response can be result in an exacerbation of those conditions. So we teach them that there's no separation really between mind and body. Everything you think about, everything you feel emotionally is going to have some effect somewhere physiologically. What would be the goal then of a treatment plan and what would the treatment plan consist of? Typically it's looking at the effects of stress and teaching them how to use some very simple physical relaxation techniques. For example, with most patients, we're finding that they can do very well with different types of breathing, relaxed breathing, teaching them to breathe, for example. So first we'd look at breathing, muscle relaxation, and how often catastrophic thinking, exaggerating, uh, very anxiety-producing thoughts can have an effect on uh, physical symptoms. What would be an example of catastrophic thinking? Someone who is usually blowing things out of proportion, it's awful, it's horrible, I can't stand this, I can't take this, this shouldn't be happening, if only he, she, or it wouldn't be going on, my life would be better. Um, So it's the all or nothing kind of thinking, it's horrible, it's awful, and we teach them to modify that, and there's a lot of new research in psychology on a positive approach and looking at how we knew years ago the power of positive thinking, but now we're looking at that power uh, not only on emotional state, but also on physiological markers of, of wellness, even on inflammatory response, for example. So is this a natural extension of the behavior modification of the 70s? Yeah, it's going a lot deeper than behavior modification. It's learning to modify yourself, learning to change your own thinking, how when you change your thinking, you change your emotional state, and then consequently when you change your emotional state, 
you lower the fight-or-flight response, so you're changing the activation of the autonomic nervous system, and you're also, on a metabolic level, you're regulating everything from insulin production to changing C-reactive protein and inflammatory markers. So the, that's where the research has gone in the last few years on the stress response beyond the fight-or-flight and the cardiovascular activation to uh, the metabolic response. Do you incorporate uh, yoga into your practice? Absolutely. Uh, I specialize in biofeedback, which is kind of high-tech yoga. We teach them to relax their muscles, relax their breathing, and then using specialized software, they can see on the computer what that relaxation response is like. So for many people, um, I have them uh, go out and, and seek a yoga class, or I will work with them on an individual basis on some very simple things that they can do while they're at the office, while they're at home, to just increase their awareness throughout the day of when they tense up. For those of you just tuning in, I'm Dr. Stephen Marquardt on ReachMDXM Channel 233, speaking with Dr. Sandra Scheinbaum, a specialist in holistic medicine with over 30 years of experience. Dr. Scheinbaum, what attracted you to holistic medicine in the first place? Well, I was always interested in what the individual can do to increase control. And many people who are in medical who have documented when they go to an office visit with their physician, they feel out of control, and they feel that uh, the only options are drugs or surgery. So I was always interested in how diet, exercise, lifestyle changes and can have a positive impact on health. So I also have to add that when I was younger, I felt that um, looked at anxiety, and that was um, how anxiety can be altered as a result of some very simple changes in, in lifestyle. So I saw personally this really worked when I was in my early 20s. So I always tell people I don't teach them anything that I have, have not practiced myself personally. And this keeps you interested in holistic medicine now? Absolutely. So we're finding that as, uh, for example, as people practice changing their thoughts, calming their breath, quieting themselves, there's actually new pathways that are being formed in the brain. And so it's like exercise. The more you do it, the more you see change. And it becomes actually physiological change. So they're, they're looking at uh, neurological studies to show that, uh, for example, they've studied people who are taught to think more positively and what that actually does in terms of brain changes. What does the latest research in psychosomatic medicine and applied psychophysiology tell us about the effects of the stress response in medical conditions? Okay, well, first, it's estimated that probably 80% of visits to primary care physicians are stress-related conditions, and they're usually patients come in talking about pain, about inflammation, about bloating, and what they're really saying underneath that is they're, they're anxious, they're depressed, they're overworked. And what we're looking at is moving beyond just looking at the fight-or-flight response and that autonomic nervous system activation, but looking at the effects of cortisol and how that is the, the levels of cortisol as it changes throughout the day can cause either energy depletion or excess and being too wired. And that contributes to insomnia. On a metabolic level, it contributes to increased inflammation, difficulty, insulin changes throughout the day. 
it has a, an effect on C-reactive protein. There's also some studies that are looking at the effects of cortisol on weight gain, uh, particularly people who have excess fat uh, around the middle and have complained about being on diets, not being able to lose weight. So we're looking at the effects of stress on that. Uh, we've also heard a lot about energy medicine in the popular press. How does that relate to your field? Well, what we look at is what's been validated through good research studies. There are a lot of alternative approaches that are out there that are not based on good science. So I always like to go back to what is the literature, what is the research literature tell us, and the best literature is in the area of psychosomatic medicine, applied psychophysiology, psychoneuroimmunology. So we need to look at, for example, the Journal of Psychosomatic Medicine is excellent as far as looking at this mind-body approach. So I tell you know, people to be cautious because there's a lot of people out there who are promising a lot, but we have to look at whether there's some good science behind it. How would a traditional medical practitioner integrate a holistic technique such as you practice into his or her own practice? Well, what we've found is that, for example, a busy medical practice, the traditional model has been for a medical physician to refer out, for example, to a nutritionist, to a psychologist, but many of those patients don't follow through because they have to go to a different office or they think, it's not in my head, there's nothing wrong, I don't need a shrink, I have a medical problem. But with an integrative approach, we're looking at, for example, a primary care practice, having people right on site, and that means they just have to walk the patient down the hall, and it's a lot easier for maintaining follow-up as well as communication back to the primary care physician from the holistic specialist. So you would advocate that as an ideal uh, practice? Yeah, that's the emerging trend in psychology and training programs for psychologists. They're teaching subspecialty in health psychology, which is working on medical staff of hospitals and work, uh, integrating into primarily in primary care practices. I'm on staff at Rush North Shore in, in Skokie, and I work with a group of physicians, particularly oncologists, and I go into their office one day a week to, to see their patients, and that model's been working very well. How do you find uh, your practice applying to oncology? Okay, well, there is research that shows the, certainly the stress of a diagnosis of, of cancer causes automatically depression, anxiety, a lot of worry, disruptions in family, disruptions at work. Patients have a lot of questions about what they should be eating. It disrupts sleep. Patients have difficulty sleeping because they're worried or because of physical pain. They're concerned about the effects of chemo. So there's a field that's uh, it's a subspecialty called psychosocial oncology that looks at all of these areas outside of medical treatment of cancer. And so what I do is work with when a patient is diagnosed with cancer, meet with them, talk about their fears, their anxieties, give them some education about uh, some things they can do with, with diet, for example, um, sometimes work with families and caretakers. Has there been any hard data to show an improvement in the quality of life or improvement in their prognosis, perhaps? Actually, there, there has been. There was um, a classic study um, that was about, oh, 10 years ago um, that was looking at uh, effects of group therapy for breast cancer patients and found that there was an increase in longevity. There's been a lot of research in the psychosomatic medicine 
on the effects on, on tumor markers when you relieve anxiety and depression, the effects of relaxation training, effects of guided imagery and visualization techniques, which are all helping people to achieve a state of inner quiet. And the stress response uh, predictably has the opposite effect on cancer. So there has been some uh, emerging research in that area, and the field of psychoneuroimmunology is looking at, at that as well, effects on tumor markers. Do you see any benefit for the patients who have chronic pain? Absolutely. Often chronic pain is chronic inflammatory response, and so we teach them how to often just breathing alone at, at slowing down their breathing, teaching them a quiet abdominal breathing has been very helpful. Teach them to change how they're describing their pain. And what I like to do is bring in joy. So one of the first questions I ask patients is, what brings you joy? So we're, we're getting away from description of pain and focus on pain to the opposite, which is bringing more joy into your life. Our guest today has been holistic medical expert, Dr. Sandra Scheinbaum. Thanks for making many of us aware of the advancements in this exciting field. This is Dr. Steve Markward on ReachMDXM Channel 233.